fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hold on here. i got to make sure everything's up and running. It's a Monday. Got to make sure things are running smoothly. It always seems like technical issues always happen at the beginning of the week. They had a weekend of rest and recover, and now we got to get things moving again. Get the wheels moving again. Get the oiled up, greasy. Well, you know what? Welcome into the program. Hey, it's a Monday. It's great to have you along for the ride today. And boy, do we have a program lined up for you broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. Your Millennial General reporting for duty today. Hey, hopefully you had a wonderful Father's Day weekend. I myself had a fantastic one. It was great to see the uh, have some fun with the kiddo. And obviously, I see her every day, but it was fun to have spend some quality time with the kiddo. We had a busy weekend, and yesterday on Father's Day, I asked her what she wanted to do, and we played some board games, we colored in a coloring book, and we played some video games. All in all, I think it was a spectacular weekend, and it was a lot of fun. So hopefully all the dads out there got to do something special as well. Coming up, bottom of the hour, Ed Brodo. He is a multi-award winning author for numerous different books, Ed Brodo Politics. .com is his website. We're going to talk about his latest book, America on Its Knees. The difference between the Biden administration and the Trump administration. The transition from the Trump administration into the Biden administration. What are we lacking? What are we missing? And what can we get back to after the uh, Trump administration, you know, tried to get things back on track and we had a $1.90 gas and we had low interest rates and low inflation rates and now we don't have that much. So we'll talk about the differences and what changed and how we can get it back uh, going into election season as well. It'll be on the program at the bottom of the hour. But again, it was a great weekend. Had a great Father's Day. Had a lot of fun with the little one, as always. And it's just a reminder for all the dads out there that even if you're busy, even if you have a lot of things going on, to take the time to focus on the moment, which is what all of us are horrible at, is just focusing on the moment at this time and in the present moment, just to enjoy and reflect and absorb and just appreciate it because I have one daughter. She's eight years old. She's growing up way too fast. And when it's gone, it's gone. And I don't want to lose that time as busy as I am, as long of hours as I put in, as exhausted as I am when I get home at the end of the day. I don't care. I still try and focus, at least if we're not doing a whole lot, it just focusing on the moment and seeing how much she's grown. She she passed out on the couch and was taking a nap yesterday. And I was just looking at how tall she was already and how much she's grown and just like, holy cow. So it's very sad, but yet it's very uh, award awarding all at the same time. Here's the other thing that I had to talk about with Father's Day that I thought was a great weekend. And this was the perfect weekend for me to find this. I In a world right now where we attack the alpha male, we promote the beta male-isms in society. We try and promote the soft men. You need to be more emotional. You need to be more soft. You don't need to be the alpha, hard-line, hard-working male. 
Which, okay, being emotional, yeah, you probably shouldn't bottle things up. I get it. At the same time, there's nothing wrong with being the alpha male, being the manly men, and trying to uh, trying to tap in to that masculinity in society because that's what built this nation or was a large, obviously a large factor in this nation. And we're starting to slip away from a lot of that. But I am here to say that there is something awesome on TV that I found over the weekend that I think you should watch as well. Maybe, maybe. Let's try that again. You should watch as well. Ah, okay, there we go. Thank you very much, sound effect. See, again, Monday issues. So <laughs> I was flipping through the channels on, uh, what was it, yesterday evening, and we were trying to find a show. Now, we have Hulu, and I ended up going through Hulu, and I found a show that is what I have been looking for that I didn't know that I had been looking for. Anybody remember the 1990s TV show Home Improvement? Oh, oh, oh yeah, Tim the Toolman Taylor and Al and the family and the gang and their show Tool Time. Well, apparently they have made, in essence, a live recreation of Tool Time because Tim Allen is just awesome like that. So there are two shows coming up. One of them's on already. One of them's about ready to be released. One of them called Assembly Required, which is what I saw last night. It's on the History Channel, but it airs on Hulu, which is how I saw it. And it is Tim Allen and Richard Karn, who played Al in Tool Time. Those two together again where they find handymen around the country. They find woodworkers, they find auto workers, they find metal workers, they find whatever, and they put them together and like three or four of them at a time in an episode, and they make them compete against to try and build something. Like last night's episode, they built a fire extinguisher, for one, and then they built a universal year-round leaf blower that blew leaves in the summertime and melted ice in the wintertime, and whichever one could do it the best and look the flashiest ended up winning, and they'd win a little prize or whatever. But it really got guys to be hands-on, to be crafty, to work in their tools, to work in their home garages, and have fun. Now, here's the kicker. In the garage that Tim and Al were in, and I call him Al, but he's Richard Carnes, whatever, they had the two cars, the two classic cars that he built during the eight seasons of Home Improvement. The blue one and the red one, both of them were in there, and it was beautiful to see those. Very nostalgic for me. But I loved it because it really does reinforce the, you know, the manly men, the guys that aren't afraid to get their hands dirty, the guys that aren't afraid to actually work in the garage and still collect their tools and still collect the cars and still like to build something. Now, I will be the first to admit that I'm not the most expertise guy in handiwork, especially when it comes to automobiles. And that's really saying something from a guy growing up in the northwestern corner of Ohio, originally in the Rust Belt of Michigan and Ohio and all the auto unions and all the auto factories where everybody was about cars. And growing up as a kid, I would go to the car, uh, car shows and I would see the antique cars and I love them. But I couldn't tell you the difference between an alternator and a carburetor. I, I just don't know. I know the names. I know vaguely what they do. I don't know how to work on vehicles. I know the basics if I'm stranded on the side of the road, how to fix a belt, how to change a tire. I know how to change an alternator. It's been a few years, but I could probably figure it out. I know how to change the battery, and that's about it. That's about it. I don't know the ins and outs of the vehicles. So I was kind of the outcast growing up as a kid because my friends were like, hey, we're going in the shop and we're building a car today. We're souping up the lawnmower today, which is awesome. I just don't know how to do it. I'll drive it. I just don't know how. So I loved Home Improvement because of that aspect, and that's starting to die off. And I got to give major props to Tim Allen, who has been kind of ostracized from the Hollywood scene because of being conservative, because he went to the 
the Trump ceremony when he got in a, induced as a president of the United States. And he went on late night talk shows and they gave him so much crap for doing that. So he's kind of one of the last man standing. Ah, see what I did there with this TV show? Last man standing. He is one of the true last men standing that's promoting the masculine male in society because it's not being um, embraced nationwide as a society as a whole any longer. So there's one show where they get others to do it. The new show that's coming out apparently at the end of this month is called More Power. You know, we need more power. Oh, you know, the Binford 6100, whatever, from Home Improvement. They actually have rebuilt the tool time set for the show. And it is truly them with somebody else working on tools. It's like actually watching the tool time program. I mean, come on, man. How much cooler can you get? So I'm just throwing it out there that that was probably the coolest thing to find on a Father's Day weekend is we're trying to promote fathers out there and we're thanking fathers for what they do and being the fatherly figures in the children's life, as we talked about last week, about the importance of having a fatherly figure, of being masculine, of working hard like that. And I'm not saying that women don't work hard by any stretch of the imagination. You should see Mrs. Voice of Reason and everything that she does. But the the men in the... Not even the role, but the personality, the characteristics of what the male role model is supposed to be for other boys and for the daughters in their lives, being that manly man. So guess what? Saturday night, we had a great family night. We put on a barbecue. We had the pit, uh, the fire pit going on out there. We cooked some hot dogs on it. We roasted marshmallows. I smoked a cigar. It was a great time. Sunday, we had the, the father-daughter time playing the games and coloring the books and everything. And then we watched Assembly Required, which was just a flashback back to the good old days of watching some masculine shows. So that was a great weekend, and uh, I think that now there's a little bit of hope out there. There's a little bit of a spark of masculinity again to where we can embrace it and we can ride through it because we go through these waves in society and we go through the pendulum swinging back and forth, and I'm hoping that this is the spark of the pendulum swinging back to be like, wow, I remember back in the 80s and 90s when men were actually men. In the 2000s, that kind of went away because we wanted to promote the beta male. <laughs> and no longer, my friends, no longer we're going to embrace what uh, we used to do back in the day. So that was a great weekend. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it. But, uh, yeah, I think that that is something that we need to support. And, by the way, when these shows come out, for us to support them, watch them. Watch them on the streaming services. Watch them live on TV on the History Channel because that gives them the ratings to let them know what type of programming that we do want to watch versus what we don't want to watch. Please, dear God, do not let something like the Kardashians or Jersey Shores or the uh, I don't know, the Bachelor or the Bachelorette or something stupid like that get better ratings than something like this because then they show and they know what the popularity is out there in society. All right, enough of that. I want to get into what's trending because there's a lot that happened over the weekend, unfortunately. And again, while we're trying to focus on family time, they're trying to take away that family time by passing these absurd, ridiculous bills. Let's get into it. What's trending today? So there's a few different headlines that I want to read off here and let you know what's going on in the world. Number one, the CDC voted over the weekend, unfortunately, to support the idea of giving the COVID-19 vaccinations to children, not just to children, but to young children, not just to young children, but to ages five and younger, between six months old and five years old. According, this is directly from the CDC's government website, the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, 
endorsed the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, the ACIP's recommendation that all children six months through five years of age should receive the COVID-19 vaccine or receive a COVID-19 vaccine. Now, I want to remind you of the wording of this and what they're trying to say here. That the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, the ACIP, recommends that children six months through five years of age should receive a COVID-19 vaccine. Not can, not are able to, not is recommended, but they should. Meaning the CDC is not just out there saying, hey, here's another option for you. They're literally saying, this is what we want you to do. You need to do it. You should get your kid between six months old to five years old vaccinated. Now, I'm here to tell you that my personal opinion, and take it with a grain of salt as you will, that that is borderline child abuse. I know, very triggering for some. It's okay. I get it. I get it. Let's stop for a second. And let's process on what we're actually trying to say here. That, yes, that I think that is borderline uh, child abuse. Because, remember, depending on what vaccine you get, it's not actually approved as a vaccine yet, which means it is still an experimental drug. We're not talking about when you become a baby in the, the six-month checkup and the one-year checkup and dousing them with these 80 different vaccines because apparently that's the only way we can survive now or else we're all going to die, which is... Got to admit, got to admit, it's a little bogus anyways. No, no, this is an experimental drug that is still yet to be proven from the government, from the NIH and the CDC and the FDA as an actual vaccine. It's still an experimental drug that we're putting into children that, by the way, are in an age group that don't get affected by COVID-19. Why are we giving babies, literally babies, six months to five years old, giving babies an additional substance into their body for something, to fight something that doesn't even affect them since the beginning of the pandemic ages 0 to 17 years old nationwide there's been just over a thousand deaths total in two years tell me where we're missing something here the voice of reason with andy hoosier Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. CDC has now recommended. They suggest they encourage you to go and get your child, six months old to five years old, the COVID-19 vaccine. That Not that you can, not that it's available, not that it's just open to you if you choose to do so. But according to the newsroom release from the CDC at cdc.gov, and you can find their news headline here, that you should get them a COVID-19 vaccine. Now, I want to remind you that, again, this is an experimental drug that does have side effects. Obviously, not much, but more so than what normal vaccines do that go through the entire process and that actually become a vaccine that's completely approved as a vaccine from the FDA and the NIH and the CDC, that there are more side effects than normal with this vaccine because, again, it's not yet a vaccine, but yet an experimental drug. So we don't know the side effects, especially for younger individuals. We're just starting to get the data from the side effects from adults that have actually taken this. And we read some of those numbers last week. But I want to put this into perspective for you. According to the CDC's own website regarding COVID-19, since the beginning of the pandemic in 2020 to now in 2022, there have been 1,086 deaths of children between the ages 0 and 17. That's a wide range there already, 0 to 17. There have been 1,086 Now, in the grand scheme of how many are in the population, that is minuscule, almost zero, which is why we try to reiterate that children are not affected by COVID-19. It's not just the number of deaths, though, because that number of 1,086 is the number of deaths that are, quote-unquote, involving COVID. That's officially from the CDC website, which, again, you can go to cdc.gov and look at these numbers. From 2020 to 2022, for both boys and girls, 0 to 17, all deaths involving COVID, whether they died because of COVID, whether they died as a, uh, a, a comorbidity with COVID, or whether they got hit by a bus and they just tested positive for COVID, all of that is included in that 1,086. That's it. In two years. Obviously, we've had a lot of individuals die from COVID, and there is a very large population. I don't even want to look at the stats on what that percentage is of that population from 0 to 17 because that is absolutely absurd. Meaning point in case, children aren't getting affected by COVID, but yet we still have the CDC pushing it as they should get a COVID-19 vaccine between the ages of six months to five years old, which to me personally, as an individual who is all about personal health, is all about ways to make yourself healthy on a natural level, is a individual who very, very rarely goes to the doctor unless I absolutely need something sewn up or a bone like realigned. Uh, I That's a red flag to me that pops up on why we would be promoting six-month-olds to get the vaccine. Now, the latest polls show that it's about a third split 
But a third of the families are like, yeah, I'm going to go. I can't wait to get I'm in line already. Can't wait to get my six bold shot up here. Then you have the other third that are like, I'm going to wait and see what the response is and what the results are if something happens. And then you have a third of them that are like, hell no, I'm not getting this in any way, shape, or form. Coming out of Father's Day and only having one daughter, my little voice of reason, who just turned eight a few weeks ago, I want to do the best that I can for her to make sure that she is healthy, to make sure that she is safe, to make sure that she is properly taken care of. And I'm here to tell you as a father... And Mrs. Voice of Reason believes 110% the exact same way that we do, that I do, is that we're on a united front here that she will not in any way, shape, or form be getting that COVID-19 vaccine. I will make damn sure that the schools aren't trying to force it onto her when she comes back into the fall uh, for the fall semester going into third grade. And I will make sure they don't try and slip it into something else as well as just the, oh, this is your measles shot that has some COVID-19 stuff in it as well. It's not happening. It's not happening. I will not support it. I will not condone it. I will not allow it to happen in any way, shape, or form. My child has a natural immunity. She knows how to get sick, to build up an immunity naturally, and she will not get this vaccine. And for something that is still in the testing trials, that is still an experimental thing, I find it sickening, in my humble opinion, to be injecting six-year-olds with this garbage. Ed Brodo coming on the program right around the corner. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into a Monday here, getting you up and going for a whole nother week. we got a heck of a lot to get to all this week, so welcome aboard. Strap in and let's have a little fun. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, multiple radio stations all over the place. We appreciate you hanging out. Make sure to follow us on all our social media at Hoosier Reason. No, I am Hoosier, H-O-O-S-E-R. Reason. Also, the website at whosyourreason.com. We got our newsletter coming out in a couple of weeks again for the beginning of the month. Can you believe I was looking at the calendar? We are two weeks away from the 4th of July already. Good golly. By the way, today's Juneteenth as well, the official holiday of Juneteenth. So happy Juneteenth as well. I mean, celebrating the end of slavery is cool. But 4th of July, two weeks away. Uh, that's awesome. Holiday after holiday. Why not? Let's keep the ball rolling. So welcome in. Excited to have this guy on the program. Let's shift gears a little bit today. What do you say? What's trending today? And really happy to have him on as we've talked about really going into election season this year with the midterms. But let's do a little rewind here in 2020's hindsight, right? Which we totally could have seen what's happening right now happening. And we warned about it on the campaign trail back then. But, you know, hey, a lot of people just need to learn by experience, not learn by the wisdom of their elders. 
Not that I'm an elder because I'm 33, but nonetheless, excited to have this guy on the program. He is the author of numerous best-selling books, I believe nine included, including this one now that's killing it on Amazon. He is a keynote speaker. He's a negotiation expert. He's uh, been seen all over uh, the primetime media site as well and has contributed to more than 200 articles on Newsmax as well. In his latest book, America on Its Knees, The Cost of Replacing Trump with Biden, it's Ed Brodo with us here. Ed, how are you, brother? I'm spectacular. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to have you on the program. It is a bit of 2020 hindsight, but as you talk about in your book, replacing Trump with Biden, everything that we're seeing right now in society, we totally called back in the day, didn't we? I sure did. <laughs> I warned everybody, you know, it was it was clear. An example of that, Joe, uh, Joe Biden, during the election, he said, I'm going to go to war with the oil industry. I'm going to shut down oil. I mean, he told us what he was going to do. I don't think people believed him, or they didn't listen to him. But look at what he's done. We had energy independence under Trump, and Biden goes out and destroys the whole thing. And now we've got recession. We've got inflation. People can't afford to buy their groceries. And it's all because of Joe Biden. And they still try to play the victim when you ask him about it. I mean, this was just done over the weekend when the media asked him about an upcoming recession because of all the high inflation. That's, that's my press secretary daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I the even more likely than ever. Not the majority of them are saying that. Come on, don't make things up, okay? Now you sound like a Republican politician. You sound like a Republican politician. The recession's not going to happen. No one's talking about that. What are you talking about? Don't question my authority with the economy. Well, first he tried to blame it on Putin. He said it was Putin's fault. Putin's price hike, he called it. Now he's blaming the oil industry. After he goes and sabotages the oil companies, he wants to blame them for what he did. It's unbelievable. Yeah, looking at the gas prices, we've done literally everything but what needs to be done, which is open up the oil companies to allow them to go and drill and do what they need to do. I mean, we've depleted our oil reserves and we continue to do so. Now we're asking OPEC to deplete the global oil reserves, all to compensate for us to slowly ease ourselves into higher gas prices. So that way it's not as much of a hit. But when you're seeing $5 at the gas pump per gallon, people aren't going to take that for very long, are we? We're going to get pretty upset. Uh, people are upset right now, and I think it's going to be quite clear in November. Yeah, I, I agree with that one. Let's talk about COVID for a second. Obviously, we're coming out of COVID, but it's still kind of lingering. We just talked about the CDC over the weekend that approved and encourages and tells parents that they should vaccinate. Not that they can or that they have the option or the availability to, but they should vaccinate six-month-olds to five-year-olds uh, moving forward now with the CDC approving this one. A vastly different uh, take on the COVID pandemic and vaccines than with the Trump and uh, compared to the Trump administration to the Biden administration, isn't it? Well, we, you know, first of all, we don't know what the long term effects of this uh, uh, vaccine are going to be. They introduced it very quickly. A lot of people have, have gotten sick from it and died. Uh, we know that children are, are not susceptible to this disease. So what's the point of inoculating them with, with a vaccine that hasn't been proven? Yeah, it's a great point. A great point. We're talking with Ed Brodo. EdBrodoPolitics.com is the website. You can see all his books there, and you can order all of them online. His latest book, America on Its Knees, The Cost of Replacing Trump with Biden. Let's talk about going into midterm elections 
this year. We just saw the special election last year in the state of Texas with the 34th district down there. A blue, a deep blue district that's been blue for 150 years ends up swinging to a conservative Trump-supporting Hispanic, the first Mexican woman to be elected into Congress as a solid conservative Republican. Is this a sign of what's coming in November for the rest of the country in, in blue districts? You bet it is. You bet. You know, it's kind of ironic because the Democrats have always assumed that Hispanics are going to vote for Democratic. Uh, That is not really true. We're finding that uh, Hispanics are starting to vote in overwhelming numbers for Republicans, which is a great sign. Uh, The thing that's dangerous, though, is based on that assumption by the Democrats that, that Hispanics will vote for them, based on that, they, they're keeping the border open, yeah. which is against the law. Uh, we have we have laws on the books that the federal government refuses to enforce. Uh, we are lied to by Biden and Mayorkas. Uh, they are doing everything possible to bring as many people as they can unvetted into the country. And we don't know who they are. We know that some of them are terrorists. We know that many of them have COVID. Uh, many of them are, are smuggling drugs. Uh, the human trafficking, and, and yet that's all being allowed because the Democrats think they'll bring them into the country, give them the right to vote, and they'll vote Democratic. Man, there is an example of how the Democrats are willing to sabotage the interests of the United States just to get power. Yeah, amen to that. And unfortunately, it's nothing new. We've seen since the beginning of uh, this country that we've seen them say, hey, we'll bring in this group, this demographic of individuals. We'll take care of you. We'll give you social programs. We'll get you on your feet. We'll give you a paycheck as long as you continue to vote for us and keep us in power. And it's been kind of their motto since the beginning of this country. Here's the big question is, with this red wave that's coming in November, can we get back on track? Can we get inflation down? Can we rein in spending? Can we actually get the border to be secure to allow legal immigrants to come into this country? Can we do what needs to be done? Because last time we had it when Trump first got into office, the Republicans were his worst enemy and we ended up sabotaging ourselves. Well, I I try to be an optimist. And I look at Obama. Obama hated this country. In eight years, he did everything he could to sabotage the United States. Yet in four years, Trump was able to reverse that. Yeah. Right? That is Under true. Trump, everything was turned around. We had, we had energy independence. We had 4% growth. Obama said we could never possibly have more than 2%. With Trump, we had 4%. Trump did everything right. So my belief is that if he could, in four years, turn around what Obama did in eight years, then we can turn around what Biden is doing in four years. I completely agree with that. The scary part is that things continue to swing further and further on a more radical level at a quicker pace. I mean, as we were on a right track with Trump, the Biden administration was able to go to the point of what Jimmy Carter did with inflation in in, in two years than what Jimmy Carter did in four years. So it swung faster that way. We need to find a way to slow down the pace a little bit, don't we? Well, yeah. I, I You know, the whole issue of can, can we stop him if we take over the House and the Senate in November, I think we can stop it. Yeah. Uh, I was just listening to Sean Hannity saying he's not sure that, you know, we, we can actually stop all the things that Biden is doing. I think we can slow it down until 2024, at which point we get a strong Republican back in the White House, and then we can fix all of it. 
Yeah, it's a great point. It's Ed Brodo, America on its knees, the cost of replacing Trump with Biden. You can find him online, edbrodopolitics.com. It's a great point. I mean, we can slow it down and we can kind of go into the stalemate. Passing legislation is going to be a bit more challenging because obviously the president's not going to sign it. and We're not going to have the supermajority veto proof override numbers, but at least we can slow things down and start at least introducing bills to force him to compromise with Republicans just a little bit. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You know, uh, his, first of all, the the Democrats have they don't really have a majority in the Senate. You know, it's fifty fifty. Um, if we can knock that out, a lot can be done in the Senate to to block uh, the things that that Biden is trying to do. But unfortunately, he is using uh, unconstitutional executive orders to get things done. So he's bypassing Congress altogether, mm-hmm. which is illegal. And, you know, if anybody ever deserved to be impeached, it's Joe Biden. Yeah. Well, I would, I would completely agree with that one. we got just about a minute left here before we have to let you go, Ed. Looking at the polls going into the presidential election at 24, Trump hasn't announced that he's wanting to run yet, but in the latest poll, Trump would beat DeSantis in a primary election. Do you think Trump picks up the flag and tries to run with it again, or do you think it's going to be a new face in the Republicans? Well, I don't know who it, who it will be. I know I'd like to see Trump run again. I've always been a big uh, supporter of Trump. I think he's a brilliant man. I think he's good for the country, and if he runs again, I'll vote for him. But if he doesn't run, uh, I will vote for whoever the Republican Party puts up because we've got to get a Republican back in the White House. Mm. Amen to that one. It's going to be party at that front, and it's, there's a lot of names that have floated out there, including Trump, including DeSantis, including Mike Pompeo, former Secretary of State. So there's a lot of – and all three of those guys, if they all ran, I would support any of them because you're right. Uh, we need that Republican and a solid conservative in there to make it happen. It's Ed Brodo, edbrodopolitics.com. Go and check it out. Ed, it's great to talk to you, my friend. I'm so glad I was able to get you on and all the great success on your books. Let's get you back on again here real soon. Hey, appreciate that very much. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll break down what Ed had to say, some interesting stuff. Going into election season, is the tide turning? Are the deep blue districts not so deep blue any longer outside of just Texas, outside of just the Hispanic community, outside of the black community? Are we seeing a changing of the tide? It's going to be interesting to see. We'll break some of that down when we come back right here on a Monday for The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Last few minutes of the show here flies right on by, doesn't it? Every single day, the fastest hour of radio on radio, plus TV, live streaming, podcasting all over the country. Based out of Wichita, Kansas, right in the heartland of the country as well. So welcome in. We get to see the bird's eye view of it all, right? Right in the middle of it. (laughs) Thanks again to Ed Brodo coming on the program. Interesting perspective as well, an interesting conversation with him as we look forward into the future. Because conservatives, I have to admit, and I am part of them as well, that I am very impatient. I don't know about you. As a dude, as a father, I'm a very impatient kind of guy. (laughs) I know. I know. So we have to remember that when we go into the election, we could very potentially see this massive red wave. Yes, we're going to see deep blue districts start turning, if not red, at least turning purple. We're going to start seeing Democrat base voters starting to look at the Republicans and looking at conservatives. Because no matter what social issue you throw at them regarding women's rights with abortion issues or the LGBTQ stuff with the pride or different LGBTQ mandates you start throwing into the schools, which, by the way, is going to piss off a lot of parents as well and a lot of mama bears. Just throwing that out there as well. So your base of women, that's not going to go well with them. But outside of those social issues, even if that is a controversial you know, party line thing, Republicans are against it, Democrats are for it. The biggest thing that's going to hit you in the pocketbook is going to be that pocketbook issue with gas prices and inflation and the interest rates. How many people are not able to qualify for a home right now because you don't qualify for the higher interest rate or you can't afford the higher interest rates? And that's, by the way, by design because they want less people on the market for the market to balance itself out to try and replenish the supply of it so that way we can actually handle the demand that's actually out there. And that's what they're doing with inflation as well. If we try and just price people out of buying groceries, then we won't have a food shortage. Because then, not as many people are buying food and we can replenish the supply. Let's try and price them out of it and gouge them for $5 a loaf of bread or whatever the hell it's going to be here relatively soon. So how do we stop this? If we get a massive Republican majority swing in the Senate and in the House come November, then yes, we will have the majorities. That's awesome. That's that's good, right? What's it going to lead to, though, through the Biden administration? He's still a Democrat. We can't propose a spending cut because he'll veto that. We can't propose oil 
drilling an expansion of oil drilling to put more gas in or more oil into the reserves because he would veto something like that. We can't propose that we lower the interest rates because it's really a Fed thing, but we can't propose doing anything because the Democrats would still be in control with Biden as a stalemate. We would be in a stalemate lockstep position for two years going into the general election of 2024. Now that's good and bad. It's bad because obviously we're not going to be able to reverse anything or get things back on track. There is some good news, though, because as Republicans, again, we're really bad at our messaging and our PR campaigns, although we're starting to get better, which is why we're starting to see minority communities starting to come back to the Republican side where they need to be. We're getting better at it, but we need to remind them that, hey, guess whose gas prices are cheaper? And we need to remind Democrats that if you want to maintain the presidency in 2024 under Joe Biden, as Joe Biden says he wants to run again, the only way he would be able to do so in that position is to compromise. Barack Obama did a really good job at this, and Republicans were late on the ball, like usual. We were late to the game. We were a dollar short, whatever metaphor you want to use, that Barack Obama, even when he had a Republican majority in both chambers stopping him, he would still get his agenda through. Why? Because he was the first one out there when a bill was proposed or that he wanted something done for him to say, hey, Republicans aren't working with me. They're not compromising. They're not negotiating. They're not coming to the table to even have a conversation. I'm just trying to get something done. They're not wanting to work with me because they think I'm evil. And it was bad publicity for the Republicans, and Republicans paid for it. And that's why Barack Obama won a second term because, boy, he was the rational one. He was the one wanting to negotiate. He was the one, and I use this in air quotes, by the way, for the radio listeners. He was the one willing, air quotes, quote unquote, to compromise or to negotiate. He was the one willing to work across the aisle. He really wasn't, but that was the PR that came out. Republicans need to be on top of this from day one when we get the majorities in both chambers and said, hey, we're willing to come to the table. We're willing to compromise. We're willing to negotiate. Joe Biden, let's work together and get stuff done. And you ram through the hardest, most conservative legislation you can, and you get it on his desk and say, if you don't sign this, then you're not working with the other side of the aisle. You said, Joe Biden, you were going to be a president of both parties. You said, Joe Biden, that you were going to work across the aisle and be the president for everybody. Prove it by working with Republicans now as opposed to being stagnant for two years. Force him to look like the bad guy because then he has to work with you in order to get into elections for 2024. But Republicans, we got some work to do on our PR, so let's work on that and focus on that now going into elections. What do you say? That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a bit. Back at it tomorrow. A laundry list of guests and topics to get to this week. Stay tuned in. Have a good one. This is The Voice Reason. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch The Voice of Reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine discussions on religion and spirituality hear entertainment shows and of course yours truly with the voice of reason plus we offer numerous media services including helping you set up your own podcast become your own voice of reason and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic for information on all of our shows links to podcasts each show website or social media link or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment visit our website at hoosiermedia.com again that's hoosiermedia.com the future of media